Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their Golden Glow body set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow & Go facial set provides spa-level results at home. Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM. We're not going to be able to wait it out. I think we got to get the drop on it. <laughs> it is heavy. I'm vomiting all over myself. I feel like a teenager at a house party. Its form and flesh are dark with hunched shoulders. Its eyes are terrible black pits. <gasps> I, I see. It looks like death. Oh, my God. Everything about being in these tight halls has really upset Red. Ooh, that's a natural 20. Nope. Uh. It is not. <gasps> oh. Welcome back to Dice Shame, episode 26, Eyes Down. This week's MVP is Terry Erickson for his awesome support in getting our boy Jack back. Hashtag save Jack. Now, if you're paying close attention to episode 25, you may have recognized the voice of Daniel Kwan, who made a cameo appearance as the god Kelimvor. Folks, Daniel is a busy guy. When he's not the Lord of the Dead and the Judge of the Damned, he hosts the One Shot Network podcast, Asians Represent, which discusses diversity in the gaming community. And he also DMs the Dungeons and De Asians actual play show. Thanks again to Daniel for lending us your voice. Thanks, Daniel. All right, let's get down to business. Let's do this. We're going down, deep down into the ground today. Down under. Remember how last episode ended when Doran was like, and now we're going into my home, or whatever you said. What did you say? I don't remember. But it was cool. That was a whole week ago. It got me real amped up for whatever's coming next. I'm nervous, excited, lactating. I think we're going to do well, but I still miss Jack. I'm pretty sure I said something like, uh, the steps are slippery. Don't, Don't fall. Whoop. (laughs) watch watch your head there's a low ceiling dwarves live here well you are going into a deep dark hole Kralon very dark I got my cantrip ready yeah are you gonna be casting light on yourself as you move into the darkness 
That's right, because you don't have dark vision. I'm a human. Imagine a if dwarf human. didn't have dark vision. That'd be that so inopportune. So bumping around yeah. in the dark. Yeah. Oh, like, sorry. Oh, fuck. Sorry. <laughs> like lemmings. Yeah. Um, I'm going to cast light. Kraloth, as he gets down about the, the fifth step, he uh, looks over his shoulder at the light of the forest and uh, he shakes his head as he pulls out his symbol, his holy symbol, mm, and right. he casts light on it. And then he also pulls his lantern off of his belt, places the symbol inside, takes the black hood and wraps it around the lantern and opens it just a crack to be able to see yeah. in the darkness. And that's a relief for Doran. He doesn't say it because he doesn't want to make anybody feel bad. But he's but- afraid of the dark. No, no. Um, <laughs> that's funny, actually. No, I was going to say to people with dark vision, like yourself, that can be really kind of almost like when you put a light on Jarring. it with infrareds yeah. or whatever, right? So it's kind of nice that it's not this beaming light, but rather more of a subtle shadow, shadowy light mm-hmm. that, that allows you, you to see around. Or whatever. Yeah. So here's my other question then, Kraloth. You have your lantern in one hand. Are you stowing your shield? I am stowing my shield. Ooh. So that you can have a mace in the other hand? or, uh, or... No, actually, you know what? I'm stowing my mace. I mean, don't you need a hand free to do casting? Then can I? Maybe Doran watches you as he sees you kind of put your mace away and take the lantern out. Like and then put your lantern stuff. down and put your shield down. Then he cuts a chunk off his beard and he says... Uh, Take that thing out of the lantern. Okay. And he ties a chunk of his beard around your symbol. Okay. And it ultimately does the exact same thing as what it's doing right now. It's okay. it's adding a, a bit of a shield, so it's not this bright exposed. Oh, but it's, you've got I like a hairy see. cover, almost as acting as a light diffuser, a makeshift light diffuser. Gotcha. So I've got a shield. So so I so I you could put it back on your neck. Hesitantly put my lantern away, yeah. and I've got this this. Muted, glowing, holy symbol. Harry, holy symbol. Harry, holy Does that, symbol. Is that bad like or do it. you want to take I, no, it out? No, no, no. I'm cool yeah. with it. I'm cool with it. Additionally, if you're concerned about trapping the light, you have your shield in front of you. You can just pull your shield yeah. close against your chest and that would mute all the light from escaping. Yeah. That's true. Listen, I'm sorry I didn't think about this earlier. It would have been nice if I had uh, fashioned something a little bit more. Uh, hey, no, no. This is great. This is great. I've... I've Carried this lantern for a long time, but... And you know, dwarves use their beards for a lot of different purposes. And you just cut a piece of yours out. That's okay. Alex, you have to draw this. Or maybe one of our fans can draw it. Because I'm picturing, you know, it's not ugly. It's it's nicely done. What's your marching order? Orin, like 20 feet ahead, <laughs> wearing a big sign that says, I hate monsters. Orin is back with the horses. <laughs> I know, He's singing. Orin! We're going to go Doran, Red... And then Kraloth. Um, and I, of course, I do take out my battle axe and my shield. I'm ready for action. Just so we're aware, what buffs have y'all casted on yourselves? So we have Pass Without Trace, which gives us all a plus 10 to dexterity stealth checks. Uh-huh. And I have Warding Bond cast on me by Kraloth. Kraloth. Yes. Which means I, we bas- essentially, I have a resistance because you take half of all damage dealt towards me. Yes, and you also get plus one to AC. Brilliant. And Doran is pretty. Don't have anything. No, I've got all my slots are open. Lucky, good combat superiority, action surge, second wind. Let's do this. A large dark chamber opens up at the bottom of the staircase. It smells earthy. The walls and floor are covered in a thick carpet of moss. Piles of dead leaves have accumulated in the corners of the room. Across from you, on the north wall, a doorway yawns blankly into a room beyond. Uh, we enter the room. Keep your eyes open for traps. Might as well just do a perception in this room since we're here. 20. Dirty. Information you could have gleaned about this set of underground chambers has been worn away by the passing of time and exposure to elements as this staircase lies directly open to the forest above you. Perfect. There are some like animal nests mm. in the corner. A squirrel lived here once, you know. Since we've all got the buff of Pass Without Trace, I suggest we sneak into the next room. All right. Agreed. I'll do my best. Roll stealth, y'all. Look at me. And I jump. And I don't make any noise. 32. Where? Where are you? You fucking rolled a 32? <laughs> I got 24. Hey. Nice. 
You guys are adding what to plus your ten stuff? because I because we have plus a, your oh, stealth. Oh wait, I got twenty three still. Twenty one. Wow, twenty one, twenty three, and thirty two. So we move into the next room. Two smaller connecting antechambers lead off from the first room. The first one has a stone door to the north. The second antechamber has a door to the north and one to the west. Both of these antechambers are furnished similarly with moss and forest debris. And the top corners of the rooms are wreathed with thick cobwebs. Some ancient sconces would have held torches. I'd like to take a look around. And... Yes. So an 18. Okay. Hmm, actually, that's a pretty good roll for me. You do not detect any traps, no pits, no dwarven arrow slits. Oh, I like the rhyme there. Thank you. No traps, no pits, no dwarven arrow slits. Uh, let's start with the door to the north. I uh, agree. To the right when we enter the room, I guess. So in the first antechamber that you enter, there is a door leading to the north. It is a stone door. Who wants to open it? I'm going to go through the door first, acting again as door in the iron wall, iron fist. This stone door is stuck. Make a strength check for me. Huh. Damn right I will. How do you like... 14. <laughs> it's a very old door, and it budges, but it doesn't give. Can I help him, or can yeah. he now help me? Yep. I say, all right, I'll show you how to do it. I reach over him, and I'm going to push as well, just because I okay. think it'd be funny. Yeah, can you can roll. Should I roll? Yeah, both of you roll again. We'll take the higher. Natural one! <laughs> Fuckers! <laughs> well, I rolled a 11, so no, I didn't. No. <laughs> but okay. Kraloth, would you like to help? It is heavy. Kraloth is going to walk up to the door. All three of us, then. Is it a push or a pull door? We didn't try pushing. Let's try pushing. You were trying to push it, and you were pu- trying to pull it? I'll do I a, was pulling. There's no hands. I'll do a strength roll with Doran. 21. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It slides smoothly inward. Indeed, it is a push door. Oh. Oh, sorry. I was trying to slide it. There's a a long hallway that runs east-west here, and there are some hallways that lead off to the north. You mentioned there were two doorways to the north of the room we just came from. Does it look like this hallway that swoops to the west, does it look like it connects to the other door as well? Yes. Oh, perfect. Okay. And we continue moving forward with Doran in the lead. I will say this. As we're moving... Red is such a natural when it comes to forest and open spaces and long expanse. In these tight quarters, mm. Red is panicky. He actually hasn't removed his hand from Doran's shoulder, but no one's really noticed. He's he's kind of letting it be like, yeah, yeah, I'm leading you and let's keep going and okay, okay. But I mean, he is so used to being out in the open yeah. and running free, not to mention he fires with disadvantage when someone is up next to him as a bow user. So everything about being in these tight halls has really upset Red. And because this is the first time that we're actually in the tight, tight passage, Red is is visually uncomfortable, and he's starting to say so. Not only are you a little bit claustrophobic, I would say, but you're also, when you run, you expend energy, and you're, like, getting out of your system. Yeah. Yeah, you're, like... You're pushing off the walls. His, he's getting motor mouth a little bit. He's like, okay, well, we're going to go to this. This is, this is, this is connecting. Let's keep going. Okay, quick. Cool. Are you okay? Are behind? Oh, you still behind? Red. Me? Okay. What, 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 what? Keep it down. No, sorry, sorry. Okay. Red, listen, listen. Me. listen. Hey, hey, hey. What? Hey. And I stop and I put my hand, I put my hand on your paw. That's on your shoulder? Yeah. Cute. And I say, Red, you're with me. You're okay. But you got to stay with me or you got to keep it cool. And I'm going to do a constitution save hmm. just to sort of get my mind right. Yeah, so I got over ten. I feel like I You settled down a little bit, yeah. but your 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 hair is still standing on end. I hear Doran's voice in my head and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. You weren't rolling for the DM. You were rolling for yourself. Yeah, well it's like you, what he did you when he was to... flying down. This is Red's version of what Kraloth was afraid of. Yeah. And yeah. these tight quarters. So I wanted it's to see if Doran like, could come in. It's down. almost like when you tell yourself, okay, okay, I got I gotta relax. Like how successful are you at talking to yourself? Exactly. And that's not something a DM could decide. So Red, yeah, takes it, he calms down, he feels Doran, and he removes his hand from your shoulder and we continue moving forward. As you head down the passageway, the two corridors that lead to the north appear to be dead ends. As you look down them, as you as you pass them, you see that there are two cave-ins, but that both of the hallways lead sharply downward into mm. the ground. So they're slanted. But they're caved in. That's right. Doran walks to the cave-in, mm-hmm. and he puts his hand up against it and gives it a firm push. 
it's a measure of how solid are these walls? How solid is this pile of rubble? You put your little dwarven hands against this rocky cave-in and you give a mighty heave and none of the rocks move. And and when you pull your hands away, you notice that the rocks here are slick with moisture. Mm. I'm just going to do a perception while we're here, just in case there's any secret passages or anything like that. 13. You don't detect anything. So, yeah, Doran just comes back and he tells his findings that, you know, there's really no exit. So as we're heading down this hallway, there's another door. Yeah, there's a door off to the west. And a door leading back into the second room. So let's go to the only door at this point that we don't know what lies beyond. I agree. Right, yeah. Yeah. This door is also stuck. Any markings on it? No. A lot of stuck doors. Give me a hand here, Kraloth. A 20. A dirty 20. This long rectangular room smells of rot. It is covered floor to ceiling in dark slime. A pool of black water occupies almost the whole floor except for just a bit in front of the doorway at which you stand. And it appears that the water gets deeper and deeper toward the back of the room. Hmm. More deep water. This must be coming in from the swamp. This is disgusting. Can we just do a perception in the room, see what's up? Please do. 11. 25. Okay. The walls here in the first part of the room, you can tell, have some runes underneath the slime. There are some inscriptions here. You can tell that the slime is just kind of obscuring them. Hey, uh, Doran, what do you make of those runes there? Yes. Let me take a look. Don't get too close. No, I'm not even going to touch this slime. I'm going to lick it instead. (laughs) I've read and I've heard stories of, of poisonous slimes. So I take a look at the runes on the wall, and I'm going to have a 11. Yeah. So you have to sort of trudge through this shallow water to approach where the inscriptions are on the wall. As you get close to the wall, you can see that some of these runes are describing the story of the Hogdenar shield dwarves. Oh, the Hogdenar shield dwarves. What do you know of the Hogdenars? They came across the ocean. They were seafaring dwarves, if you if you can believe that. And hmm. these runes support that. This is actually the story of their traveling across the ocean to arrive on the shore here. And maybe I do that in sort of a cinematic way. The slime comment goes out the window and I swipe it and a lot of the slime just comes right off and yeah. it, there's the story. Yeah, it's it's... It shows them building ships. It shows their travel across the sea. It shows these dwarves building a prosperous civilization here in the Sword Mountains. Red is not as taken by the runes. Unfortunately, he is (laughs) uncomfortable in this underground. But also, since losing Jack and the way that he and Jack sort of departed... Jack's comments did ring true to a certain extent. You know, you don't take things seriously. You make a mockery of many things... And maybe because we are rescuing Jack, Red is taking this a lot more seriously. And he's scanning the room and the floor for any sort of traps or monsters that may lurk in the deep end of this water. That would be covered with the perception check. Okay. Then, assuming that all of our perceptions were safe, I will enter the room with my bow still readied at the open doorway at the far end of this room. Okay. Doran, in an interested sort of fashion, continues down the wall. Mm-hmm reading as much as the runes will give him and conveying to his companions here just how interesting the story is. Hmm. As you travel deeper into the room, the water reaches about three feet deep at its deepest point before it starts to get shallower again. Uh, You notice as you move down this chamber that the antechamber beyond has more runes along the western wall. Doran moves in, would like to move into the next room, um, and I'd like to read the runes that are on these walls. Is it just a continuation of the story? Certainly. As you move into this room, the room directly to your south has a high ceiling. It's circular, and there are some stalactites hanging down from it, dripping water in rivulets that run north into the pool. To the north of you, there's another stone doorway, and it's about one-third covered in water so its Mm. bottom third is submerged the runes in this room depict a continuation of the story doran that you had been reading from the first chamber 
this shows dwarves sending out ship after ship from this new civilization back to the sea, and none of them returning. Interesting. In the ruins, what might they be putting on the ship? People. These are fishing vessels. Okay. So these are not warships. They're being lost to the sea. In the room we're now standing in, there's so a door to the north that's closed and then a circular room to the south. And the circular room to the south has a door that leads to the west. The door to the north would presumably lead somewhere to where the collapsed caves were. Yeah, I guess the, just the northern Everything's area going of south crypt. Maybe we should check the south room first, though, because it's sort of attached to this. I'm going to just peek around the corner to look at those stalactites. Sure. Yeah. And I'll roll a perception. Mm. With an 11. Doran's sort of uh, attached to reading these runes. You don't see anything out of the ordinary. It seems like, based on the amount of water that is dribbling down from the ceiling down along the stalactites onto the floor, that... This is maybe one of the sources for all of the groundwater that you're wading through. Mm. I'm going to attempt the north door. Doran makes his way there watching you guys look at the circular room. And he gives a push on the the door to the north. Okay. Is it stuck? Yeah. (laughs) How did I know? (laughs) So that's a 13. Yeah, it's especially difficult to push this door open because of the water. But after a hard push, you're able to open it. A dark passageway leads north. The water gets deeper. Hmm. I kind of look at my companions. What do you guys think? Kraloth is going to step in front of you. In front of me? Yeah, yeah. So it looks like it's getting pretty deep here, so it makes sense if I go first. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Why don't I stay back here with Doran and you take a swim ahead? How deep does the water get? It's about three feet deep here in the hallway, and it gets a little deeper as you move forward. Red. Remember that time in the fields when uh, you were showing off your archery and I oh, had yes. that idea with the light? Well, I'm going to do that now. So so hold out the tip of one of your arrows. Sure. And I'm going to cast light on it. Okay. And just fire it under the water there. Let's see if we see anything. Of course. And I draw back and I fire the arrow deep into the water. The illuminated arrow plunges into the darkness of the water in this room. There are bones here. Bony bones. Everybody be careful. There are bones underneath. Kraloth is going to take a couple steps over just so we can get a better view of the room. And he's going to cast Eyes of the Grave. So his his eyes milk over. He peers around and almost like some sort of mystic gazes at the illuminated bones to see which ones still possess some sort of enchantment. Fragments of rotted wood float here and there in the water As you move just a couple of more feet into the room, you detect undead. There are two forms, semi-transparent, but glowing to you, lurking under the water here in this room, Kraloth. And as you move forward, they begin to move to the surface. Everybody roll initiative. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Kraloth? Ten. Red? Seventeen. Doran? Daishima has given me three. Oh, Daishima? Not Daishima. Daishima. Daishima? Daishima. Spelled the usual way? Two armored corpses rise from the water. Their wild, frantic eyes burn with malevolence. Their bloated, pale flesh hangs from their bones. Their gnashing teeth are sharp needles. They wear tattered and rusted chainmail and dented helms. They wail and throw themselves at you, Kraloth. Kraloth smacks his tambourine. It rings through the silence, alerting Doran and Red. I got your back, Kraloth. Let's do this. Red, what do you do? I'll tell Kraloth and Doran, Crouch, get down! And I will fire. Okay, so there are two ghostly figures moving in the water. You aim at the shorter of the two. Maybe. So I'll use a bonus action to cast Hunter's Mark on the, let's say the bigger one. Okay. So because of my natural explorer, I will have advantage on the first attack because they have not attacked yet. So two hit, 25. Oh yeah, that'll do it for sure. 12 damage. Okay. And I will attack again. And my second attack will be with sharpshooters. So this will be at a negative five. 15 to hit. That hits. 12 damage. Okay. I'm going to back up a little bit more, about 10 feet. Okay. I will just say, when you are in water, you are in difficult terrain. So movement, 
you can only move half your speed. Not me. I ignore difficult terrain. So cool. They advance on you, Kraloth. Sure they do. One of them hefts a longsword in his ghostly hand. That is a 10 to hit you. Uh, That misses. Clanks off my shield. The other one pulls out a crossbow and uh, crit fumbles. So the the ghostly bolt flies wide. Kraloth, it's your turn. Kraloth is just going to go ahead and use um, Sacred Flame. So the target must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 2d8 radiant damage. 14. That succeeds. I'm going to hold up my shield and Kraloth feels Doran behind him and he's seeing these creatures and all of a sudden sweat begins to form on his brow. He he starts to think about the potential loss of Doran. So he puts his his feet down and he braces to block the way. It's your turn, Doran. What do you do? Doran frustratingly sees and knows exactly what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And he sees you put your foot down in the water and he knows exactly what you're doing. And and he says, Kraloth, don't be afraid of this. And he clambers under your feet. He takes a big deep breath and like dives underwater between your legs and comes up and does an attack on the the But you can't occupy the same space as Kraloth. Um You know what, Kraloth? I know what you're doing, and you gotta let me up there. I'm not gonna let you take all the brunt force of this. This is what I'm here for. And with that, Doran shouts. You better make it count. And uses his commander's strike. And you're going to add a plus two to (laughs) your attack. And so Doran gives you a nudge. Make it count. Perfect. So uh, Doran kind of snaps Kraloth out of his reverie. And Kraloth reaches down, grabs his mace, and smashes it across this creature's face. Make an attack roll. 14 to hit. You do. Ah, yes. Seven points of damage. Swap. I have two attacks, so I'll throw a javelin. Ten. The javelin flies into the room and splashes in the water. Damn. Red, right. it's your turn. Uh, I will attack the one first uh, with a sharpshooter disadvantage, the one that I have Hunter's Mark on, the one that's been damaged. Okay. Fifteen. That will definitely hit. And twenty-nine. Wow. Good shot. Nice. Thank you. And I will attack again. Twenty-six. 18 damage. Your arrow pierces through a weak spot in the helm covering the grinning skull of this ghastly apparition and it disappears. That's right, you bastards. We got one. You guys get the other. Nice. Kraloth, the creature glides towards you through the water, reaches out a pale hand. 18 to hit. Uh, It hits me. Five necrotic damage. Make a constitution save. (gasps) Oh, no. I hope I don't turn to stone. Oh, that's a natural one. No. Shame, shame, shame. I am going to shame shame. this green die. That is the second natural one of this game. Screw you, die. Kraloth, your uh, maximum HP is reduced by five. Uh, Oh, wow. So so Kraloth feels himself go weak in the knees. This is a life drain. (sighs) it's your turn (sighs) Kraloth is staggered while he would like to fight back at this creature Doran's words are ringing in his head and he takes a second to disengage and he moves back behind Doran shuffles himself out of the way to regain his composure okay Doran it's your turn thanks Kraloth and Doran steps up to the ghastly figure as if it's a carnival game Let's hammer this out with an axe. And he makes an attack with 24. Yes, that hits. And that's going to do seven points of damage. Okay. And that's one way he swings. And then he comes back around doing 20, an attack of 20, (laughs) doing nine points of damage. All right. Well done, buddy. Thanks. Doran, you did land two juicy hits on this ghost. Red, you see Kraloth stumble back from the ghastly dwarf as uh, Doran wades forward and strikes him twice. What do you do? The ghastly figure, when it departed, the first one. Yes. Can I detect 
if that ghastly figure actually died or did it seem like it just moved? Can I roll an insight? Did it look? Sure. 16. Yeah, when you landed that final arrow directly in its skull, you heard it say, oh, I'm totally dying. <laughs> I'm dead forever. <laughs> You'll what? never That's see me awesome. again. <laughs> okay, good. I don't know. They, it looked fishy. It was fishy, but then you remembered that you'd heard it totally say, oh, I'm dead. For real, for real dead for real, now. For real, sees this time. Hey, but that's even more suspicious. <laughs> I'm going to use my bonus action to move my hunter's mark, and then I'm going to attack. It has taken damage, correct? Correct, so Amundo. I will be dealing Colossus Slayer damage, and I will be making this a sharpshooter, so it's going to be a negative five. Don't fuck it up. 18 to hit. Oh, yeah. 18 hits. 25 damage. That's great. And I will attack it again. Uh, 13 to hit. Yeah, see, that's the thing with your uh, sharpshooter. That does not hit. Damn. I only did 25 damage this round. <laughs> <laughs> Doran, the ghostly figure reaches out a hand. <sighs> tries to touch you with its skeletal fingers. Ooh, that's a natural 20. Nope. Uh. It is not. <gasps> oh. Kraloth uh, manages uh. to push himself off of his knees in time to see this uh, creature reach out again. And again, his eyes go white. As this creature is reaching forward, it's like there's electricity around his hand. And Kraloth says, stop, and puts out his hand. And it's almost as if there is some unseen force that is blocking this creature from touching his friend. Uh. Uh, and uh, for the, for those of the wondering, that skill is called Sentinel at Death's Door. That was your sixth level skill, right? Yes. Correct. Amazing. You're just telling Great us job. about it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. When me or an ally take a crit, convert to normal. And none of the effects of the crit happen. Wow. So that would have been double life drain, but instead, just the one. You take seven necrotic damage. Make a constitution save. 21. So you take seven necrotic damage, but your maximum hit points is not reduced. Can we just appreciate for a second how awesome that fucking skill was that Kraloth did? We did appreciate it. It was awesome. I was very glad that it was a 20. Good horribly. job, Kraloth. I'm sad because mm. I don't get to roll 20s very often. Yeah. Wow. Kraloth, it's oh. your turn. Kraloth is going to cast Sacred Flame, but he's going to do it with a vengeance. Dex I make a dex save? You make a dex save. Mm. Oh, that's probably bad. Eight. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Eight points of damage. Doran. Doran, what do you do? I, I just do a normal, again, I, I bring my axe down into the ghoul's face, into the... Uh, this is like ghost dwarf against real dwarf. Yeah. The battle of the I'm ages. Not, I'm not letting it sink in that I'm fighting one of my dead ancestors. Yeah. 21 to hit. Yeah. And it's going to be a 11 damage, points of damage. Nice! I come back up, hitting it in the face with a 20... Three. Yeah, for Darn, sure. Doran, you're hacking this thing to bits. Ten points of damage. Okay. Nice. His yeah. dead eyes burn with malice as he tries to parry your attacks. Red, it's your turn. All right, I'm going to attack this bad boy again with sharpshooter, so it'll be at a minus five again. This time, I do not think it will hit because that is a ten. No, sir. And I'll attack again. Same thing, sharpshooter. Minus five. Nineteen to hit. Yeah, that hits. 29 damage. You you kill it. You murder it. It's dead. And you hear the same voice escape from its ghostly lips. I'm, I'm super dead. <sighs> that was a difficult battle. I'm sorry we had to kill some of your dwarf friends, Doran. Doran, oh. are you okay? Yes. Are you all right? Here, let me see you. Let I'm me... okay, Kraylon. I gotta patch you up. I gotta patch Krayla. you up. You're good. It's okay. It's okay. And I embrace you in a hug. Uh, Come here. I thought I was going to lose you. You're I not going to lose me. I shouldn't have backed away from you. Yeah. Don't worry about me. We're in this together. Kraylov, that's going to be fine. And Red hugs both of you as well. We did it. We made it through. We'll We're fine. all right, friends. I appreciate you looking out for me. I should be careful. There might be more of them. But pulling a, pulling a move like that, it puts us all in danger. It's selfish. And you can't do that. We're a team. He's right. Kraylov, that was... We understand that you're afraid that you went through a lot of this in Barovia and that you lost friends, but look, you have to trust us. We have to work together on this. We can do it. There may be a time and place where you do need to step in front of me, but this is not that time. Come on, 
Let's regain our focus. Jack, remember? That's who we're looking for. Hey, that's a good idea. And I'm going to spend a interrupted minute using my detect favored enemy to see if I detect any humanoid within a five-mile radius. There are no humanoids within five miles of you. That means Jack's not here. Oh, my God. So Jack's not even in this dungeon. It's okay. It's okay. Kalimvor wouldn't lead me astray. This is where we're supposed to be, okay? Right. I step into the room, and I retrieve my javelin. Okay. And Kraloth is going to do a perception check around the room, look for any ectoplasm or anything like that, you know. (laughs) Sometimes these ghostly apparitions like to leave shit behind. 17. Apart from the fragments of rotted wood here and the bones under the water, you don't detect anything else that's of interest. There's a corridor that extends to the west of this room that ends in a door that leads south. Let's go. I think we should. All right. Doran's still in the lead. I will be behind him and Kraloth in the rear. Okay. You know, the door in the circular room, uh, it, w- it was going west as well, and, and this seems to be moving in the same direction. Who knows? We might have to backtrack, but at least we're moving west. So I give the door a push, and obviously it's stuck. It is. Why not? So an 18. The cold, dark water in this room nearly obscures the sunken chest in the northeast corner. Mm. It's on a side against the wall. It looks pretty heavy. There are no creatures here. And uh, there's a door on the south end of this corridor. The whole room is submerged in water as well. We walk up to the chest, and can we aid each other in rolling perception on it, maybe? Just to see if it's trapped? You can't really help each other roll perception, mm. but you can all roll it if you like. Then you know what? Yeah. I got eagle eyes. We're I feel all, confident. We're all kind of looking around. 17. Doran would have a hard time getting this chest out from the water because it's so deep. But uh, Kraloth and Red, if you guys both worked together to bring it onto some dry land, you'd be able to open it. I'm going to drag it instead of lifting it. I'm going to drag it down the corridor that we haven't yet explored. I'm just going to grab one side and give it a good yank and drag it all the way across the room down the corridor. Cool. Someone else want to help them? Uh, yeah, I'll help you. I'll okay, help so you. Kraloth and Dorn, the two of you drag this chest down the hallway toward this door that you have not yet opened. Red, are you going to try to open the door for them? Sure, I'll try to open the door for you. Nope. Five. Red strains <laughs> weakly. Okay, we can put it down. Against the door. We can put it down. Yeah, we put I it can't down. do it, guys. I give the door a good shove and it opens with a 15. Yes, it does. This room is only partly submerged with a pool of dark water on the northern side surrounding the doorway through which you're coming. Two other stone doors exit the room. One you would think probably leads to the circular room with the stalactites that you Mm. had seen earlier. And one leads south. On the walls here, bas-relief carvings of waves and ships decorate the room with empty torch sconces worked masterfully into the images. Mm. Kraloth and I drag the chest up onto dry and I in the middle of the room. with my bow ready. Hi, 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 hi. As you heave the chest onto the dry stone floor, water leaks from it. While they're looking at the chest, can I do an investigation in this room? Yeah, you I can. I want to look at the wall with the torch sconces. 15. You are able to put together the story that Doran had been telling you in the earlier chambers about these dwarves being seafaring creatures. And from the way that these carvings are made they seem to be revering the sea but i don't get any feeling that this is there's any secrets in this room or any secret doors or anything no all right i use my tinderbox and i light a few of the torches giving it a little bit of a nicer atmosphere finally then we open the chest because the big reason why i lit the candles is because it's always nice to see gold shining off of gold light (laughs) the dwarf of course knows how gold looks best inside of the metal chest you find a pair of silvery goggles with green lenses. What the fuck? What are these? And I pick them up and I throw the goggles to Kraloth. Kraloth takes these these goggles and kind of looks them over. And then he puts them on his bald head. You have dark vision. <gasps> ah. Oh my God. What? what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And I grab both of the torches that I just lit and I snuff them out. And I say, cover, cover up your... your... Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you telling me? Yeah. How many fingers am I holding up? Uh, one. And Red is giving the middle finger. Oh, he can 
come you can see. Doran? And I'm doing it's, it to... It's pitch black in here. He doesn't know what that means. Yeah, these here. are incredible. Justin, these are known as goggles of the night. There's a song in there. Just the goggles of the night. Well, we'll have to tell Oren when we get home. Kraloth, that's amazing. I, I can I see. Fly. I can see with all of you. All right. Wow. Wow. I guess you can douse your light now, too. Yeah. Which helps Let's us. Douse it. That's going to make us a lot less detective. I mean, right. we still have pass without trace, plus 10. By that's the way. brilliant. Anything else in the chest? No. Oh, what a shit. Really cool. Shit. That's like that's like Christmas time where like uh, your sibling gets a cool present. You're like, oh, great. Okay. Anyway. Okay, so I push on the door to the south. This door is... Easy to open? Yes. Oh. oh I'm going to ready an action and aim it at the door before it opens just to... I mean, we haven't run into anything so far. But this Logically, is the we door. won't run into anything the, else. It's the only door that opens easy, so I'm ready for <laughs> it's it. It's like dungeon logic, and then there's like real life logic, I guess. Yeah. But- I feel like Red's going to be on guard no matter what. True, true. Who's opening the door? Uh, Doran. You reveal a large, dark room. Oh, great. Another large, dark room. There are some pile. <laughs> there are some piles of rotted material in the room that could have once been furniture. Hmm. The walls are decorated here with carvings. The room's very cold, but there's no more water on the ground anywhere. You're chilled to the bone. And on the west wall, a dark doorway opens into the next room. It's chilly in here. Oddly chilly. Maybe it's a dwarven freezer. I step into the room. Okay. And then look around, perceiving for any traps. A 20. Dirty. You can tell that the carvings here exalt the dwarvish inhabitants that once lived here. There are images of deities. Moradin? Yeah, he's among them. Kalimvor? No. I'm not interested. Ancient deities that probably aren't. (laughs) revered much these days reds in the doorway like is it safe Doran? (laughs) (laughs) i look at the wall and i recognize moradin standing holding his war hammer high above his head yeah we'll enter the room too okay yeah as you walk into the center of the room you see part of the next room through the open doorway there is a stone plinth that dominates the center of the room and atop it a rusted iron chest sits in faded glory. Okay, back up. What's a plinth? <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know. it's like a stand that a, like a big statue would stand on. or uh, It's like a, mm. you know. I knew that. I was just asking really for the a audience, base. for <laughs> the <laughs> listeners. Stone base. You know, yes. a plinth. Let's not get too antsy. I'm nervous about this. And before yeah. even leaving this room, I'm going to just examine the doorway and what I can see towards the next room. Uh, with a 10. Yeah, you see the plinth and the chest. Look at that plinthy chest. I start to move into the room. Now, okay. before you do, we're do, we're being stealthy. Kraloth comes up. One second, Doran. Let me, let me take a look. I told you, Kraloth, you really don't need just, to. Just let me make sure that it's safe. I'm going to cast Find Traps. It's a level two spell. What does it do? You sense the presence of any trap within range that is within line of sight. A trap, for the purpose of this spell, includes anything that would inflict a sudden or unexpected effect you consider harmful or undesirable, which was specifically intended as such by its creator. So you do detect a trap. It is a poison needle somewhere nearby. I'm going to assume that that's on the chest. (laughs) That's a fair assumption. No, it's just hovering in the air directly in front of your face. Watch your face. Well, I... Let me give my crack at disarming it, I suppose. Well, now, and you know that it's a poison trap. I also have natural resistance to poison. Oh, all right, let me try. So we have Kraloth and Doran, but who is yeah. directly in front of that opening? Doran. Yes, I am. Doran, you start to feel dizzy. You feel bile rise in your throat and your skin crawls. Mm-hmm. Take five necrotic damage. I'm not feeling too good right now. What's going on? Everyone roll initiative. Oh! Natural 20. Wow. Nice. 11. And a 10. Red, you see Doran throw up on the floor. Doran, what's wrong, buddy? What do you do? <coughs> I feel really ill. I feel dizzy, and it something doesn't feel right here. Do I see anything? Not from where you're standing. Doran, do you see anything? I see a plinth. <laughs> it's a, a plinth. plinth. Well, I see a plinth, and I see... A dark shape catches the corner of your eye. It's human-sized, 
pressed up against the northern wall, standing quietly. There's something in here. As you turn to look at it, it steps towards you and you see it. Its form and flesh are dark with hunched shoulders and long hands. Its head sits on a neck that's craned way forward, its mouth drooping and stretching open. Its eyes are terrible, black pits wriggling and shimmering with malice and hunger. Doran, with a horrified sound in his voice, says, I, 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 I see, I, I see, it looks like death. Red, what do you do? Um, I can't see the thing from where I'm standing. All right, get back and let it come to us. And I'm going to move to the farthest corner of this room, farthest from the door, and I'm going to ready an action that the minute that thing enters through the doorway, I'm going to fire. Okay, you still have not yet seen the creature. Correct. It's the creature's turn. Doran, the creature stares at you with its terrifying eyes. Make a constitution saving throw. Fifteen. You get just totally soaked with sweat as the gaze penetrates your mind, but you are currently unaffected. (sighs) The creature moves slowly toward the center of the room so that it can get a better look at Kraloth. It's your turn, Kraloth. Make a constitution safe. 18. Okay. You can look at me all you like, baby. Okay, I'm going to shout to Doran, get behind cover! The terrible thing about the way this thing moves is that it is absolutely silent. I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon in the room. I'm going to cast it right behind the creature, peek my head around the corner and cast it. This golden scythe appears, and it's going to take a swing at the thing. Nice. That is a 12 to hit? No, you miss. The scythe slashes behind where the thing is. It just sort of drifts out of the way. And uh, I'm going to step back one step just to get further into cover. Okay. Doran, it's your turn. Make a con save. 25. Yeah, you're fine for now. Now what do you do? I move back into the room. I guess in the middle of the room. Because I want to be close enough that I can take a swipe at it. All right, Red. You know what? I'm going to close my eyes. I know I would take a disadvantage to attack, but this thing obviously has some sort of power. And then when it moves into the doorway, when I hear it shift, I'm going to fire um, with Sharpshooter and see if I can also cast Hunter's Mark on it. And you know what? As soon as I even see a movement in the doorway, I'll shut my eyes too. Because I have a feeling something about this is if if you look at it, you get feared. The monster went and none of you saw it. It's Kralos' turn. Can I cast something on Doran to see whether or not he's taken an affliction? Like, can I cast medicine on him to see whether he's suffering from something? Like... You can roll a medicine check. Yeah, okay, I'll do that. So I, look, I glance over at Doran, and I see that he took some damage earlier, and I'm going to do a medicine check, and that is a 24. So when Doran took damage earlier, he did not become the subject of any sort of ailment. Okay, I'm going to take another step back, a couple steps back, get in line with Doran, turn to him and look and nod, and I'm going to ready Sacred Flame if I see this creature move. It's Doran's turn. I move up beside the doorway, and I close my eyes, and that and, and what I will then do is I'm going to ready an action. I'm going to ready my axe to swing if I feel any movement of air, anything sure. like that. So yeah. eyes closed. I'm going to stand here quietly. I'm going to swipe. What? Shut up. Doran, you begin to feel ill again, overcome by this aura of dread. You take five necrotic damage. Wow. Eyes closed. Mm-hmm. Mm. Red, it's your turn. I'm going to wait again. I same exact same turn as last time. Okay. I wonder what kind of sound it makes. It probably goes like this. I think it's like a classic, like. TIE Fighter. Yeah. That did kind of sound like a type of... (laughs) Kraloth, it's your turn. I see the sweat forming on Doran, and I see him standing there, queasy. And I turn to Red, and I say, we're not going to be able to wait it out. I think we got to get the drop on it. And I'm going to move forward, peek my head around the corner so that I can see it. Make a constitution save. Mm. 17. You see the creature. I'm going to move my... Spiritual weapon up next to it. 
and do my attack. 16 to hit. You hit it. And then I'm going to roll my damage plus three. So 11 points of damage. And then I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt as my main action because using my spiritual weapon isn't casting okay. anymore. I'm going to cast this as a level three. Wow. Okay. I'm going to use my inspiration as well. Wow. Yes. That is a 22 to hit. That will hit. It's going to take 26 points of radiant damage. Nice. Wow. And the next attack roll made against this target before the end of my next turn has advantage. Kraloth, you begin to feel ill. Sweat begins to drip down your spine. You take five necrotic damage. I'm okay with that. Doran, it's your turn. You're standing in the dark with your eyes closed. Mm-hmm. You hear Kraloth cast a spell. I call it to Kraloth. Do you see him? Did you see him? He's right around the corner, one step in front of you. Eyes closed. I feel the wall and dart into the room, swinging wildly my axe. Oh, yeah, and you have advantage. So that cancels out the disadvantage. You just roll regularly. I'll use Dashema. 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 Oh, fuck off, Dashima. What'd you get? Natural one. (laughs) Dashima. Damn it. But you moved into the room, correct? Into the jail you go, Dashima. Oh, boy. Well, that's attack one. Yeah, so now you're rolling with disadvantage. But I can use my inspiration. You can. To roll regular. 11. 18 to hit. Yes, you do. Ah, nice. Doing... Nine damage. Okay. Sweet. Now's your chance, Red. And then I, I take a knee. All right. Yeah, take five necrotic damage. And I feel sick again. I'm going to vomit in my beard. Red, it's your turn. Yeah, I mean, the time to act is now, unfortunately. So I will move up to the closest line of sight. Roll with disadvantage regular to start for my first attack. 10 to hit. No. And for my second attack, I am going to use my inspiration. Ooh, okay. 12 to hit. No. Damn. Red, you take five necrotic damage as you begin to feel the effects of this terrifying creature. And I'm going to move back too, I think. Did you fire Red? Yes, I did, and I missed. I'm sorry, my eyes were closed. That's okay. <laughs> Open your damn eyes. You can take the hits. What? You can take the hits. I got the warding bond on you. Okay. Red, make a constitution saving throw. Fail. Seven. You take 19 necrotic damage as the creature's gaze just worms its way into your body through your closed eyes. We've just got to focus this thing down, guys. And if you can see, that's going to be a lot better. I'll, I'll heal you guys. Kraloth, it's your turn. Okay, so I'm going to heal myself. <laughs> <laughs> as an action, you heal yourself. Yeah, so I'm going to cast Cure Wounds as a level one. You know that there's a creature in the room on the other side of the wall waiting for well, I'm going to take a step back. And I'm going to heal, I think, seven points of damage. Actually, before I do that, just order of things, I'm going to attack with my spiritual weapon while I've got eyes on it. So you do have eyes on it? Yep. Make a constitution save. 18. You're all right. 23 to hit. Yeah, you hit. Five points of damage. Not bad. You take five necrotic damage. I'm okay with that. Doran, it's your turn. Doran's standing right in front of it. Opens his eyes. Make a constitution save. Oh, that's uh, 23. Eyes open. I make an attack. Okay. I'm going to use a lucky point and re-roll that. All right. Nice. A natural one. Go. And I just used. Okay, so that was one attack. Yeah, that's one attack. You've got another attack. (laughs) Quote, unquote, lucky point. We need more die, people. Oh, Oh. my God. That was the original fucking one I rolled. What is it? It's a 15. I should have just fucking saved it. it. You hit. Uh, 12 points of damage. Nice. Good hit. I slash into its stomach. Palpable indeed. Well done, Doran. And I'm also going to use my action surge. Ooh, yeah, now's the time to spend it. One additional action, and that action's going to be an attack. Okay. With a 17 to hit. Nice. That'll do it. And uh, 12 more hit points of damage. Good stuff. It's not looking good now. Oh, yeah. (sighs) 
good stuff. My axe slices into its shoulder, sticks for a second, and then I pull it out. Take five necrotic damage. Just being near this creature is wearing at your essence. I'm vomiting all over myself. Yep. I feel like a teenager at a house party. Red. <laughs> okay, I am going to uh, I'm going to attack the first time with disadvantage. And you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to try sharpshooter. This might be stupid, but... Come on, natural 20. Natural 20. 19 and a natural 20. Are you oh kidding me? Oh, my God. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, you did that with sharpshooter? But you did it and with sharpshooter. And I did that with sharpshooter, so. which means 22 to hit on the disadvantaged roll. That gives me 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 21 damage. Such the right oh. one to fucking do. <laughs> <sighs> uh, all right. So 21 damage. That's your first hit. My first attack. And I mean, yeah, I'll keep my eyes shut and I'll roll with disadvantage. Second time, I will not do sharpshooter this time. That was so wild. And I don't have Colossus Slayer because that was with Colossus Slayer. All right, here we go. Straight up and down this time. Yeah, and that was the garbage roll. So that's a fail for sure. And I'm going to move uh, back to my corner. It's the creature's turn. Doran, make a constitution save. 13. You're okay. Oh, sweat beads down my forehead. And goes right into your beard and mixes with vomit. Kraloth, what do you do? Kraloth, starting to sense that this is some sort of aura attack, he's going to move back. You're moving backwards in the room. You still can't see the creature. Can't see the creature. It's right around the corner. Yes. Would it be fair to say that I could make my spiritual weapon attack the same place it attacked last time? Yeah, you could presume that it didn't move. Yeah, and if it moved, then I don't hit anything. But Yeah, of course. That's a fair call. That is a 23 to hit. Nice. You do hit. And it's going to take six points of damage. Kraloth, your spiritual scythe cleaves this creature in two. Oh, oh finally. And it collapses to the floor, bleeding and writhing. Fuck Making yeah. the one noise that it does make. That, that sounds good. That sounds good, Doran. That sound good. Looks like we're good, boys. Yes. <sighs> well, done. Well, done. well done. Well done. We all take a major sigh of relief. Yeah. And, um, Fuck. What the I vomit that? from the smell of vomit <laughs> on my breath. Super <laughs> dangerous <laughs> creature. I'm going to high five. Holy. We're like, well, that, nothing, big boy. That was, that was a difficult creature. That was, that was very tough. Easiest a lot of thing I've ever heard. kept disgusting. on looking at me funny. Stupid really thing. Disgusting. I walk up and I kick it. Ew. Um, Does it have any treasure on it? It does not, but there is a treasure chest in the middle of the room. Yeah, we oh, move into yeah. the room, and I, I'm, you know, because I've got the resilience to the poison, and we already know there's a poison needle in here. I, I'm gonna go up and try my best to, to pick, the lock? pick the lock. I'm gonna cast guidance on him. Oh, oh that works. That'll work. Okay, roll a sleight of hand. So, do you have thieves' tools? I do. So you give your thieves' tools to Doran. Yes. Here you go, buddy. Here, try, try picking All the right, lock with thank these. Thank you. Roll a sleight of hand back. check. Stand back, because uh, this this poison needle might come out now. My dwarven blood is very resilient to it. Um, so that's uh, 12. Uh, a poisoned needle springs surprisingly from the keyhole and pokes you in the hand. You take eight poison. Ow! I'm numb. My He, like, falls off the pedestal. And Grayleth and I go to the fucking chest. <laughs> The lock snaps open. The lid of the treasure chest springs open to reveal... Treasure! Dibs on the deck of many things! I know we can get Jack back. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and join our Discord server. We can do it together. See you next week. Guys, this is a dungeon crawl. Dungeon dungeon crawl. Good up, guys. 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.